Mija on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and Juma Mubarak to all our beautiful listeners tuned to 91.3 FM and audio streaming at www.vocfm.co.za 95 FM and in, from ocean to ocean 90.7 and 90.9 um, Yes indeed you're in a program this morning with myself Aisha Lati and we have our special guest in studio no stranger to the airwaves of the voice of the Cape that is Sheikh Anwar Adamson also a teacher at the Institute of um, Arabic Alhamdulillah Sheikh Assalamu alaikum and um, shukran for making your way for the second time this to the series of the voice of the Cape. Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. You know, it's it's amazing that our listeners get to know the voices, and then they say, "We would love to meet that person who speaks so well." Subhanallah. So it's not just about marriage, but also about you know life itself. And today the topic is Islam and the protection of one's life. Subhanallah. So when one just looks at you know what is happening currently within our broader community, we're looking at uh, you know um, internationally, and then we're looking at it from a political arena as well. But basically, you know. Um, um, Islam em- encompasses all of those. The Quran speaks about every age, every trail that one would be um, faced with as well, and that there is definitely, to say, um, say, obat for Allah in the Quran. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Allahumma zidana ilma wa ruzuqna fahma rabbal alameen. Auntie Aisha, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And to the listeners, we ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us on this beautiful and auspicious, auspicious day, day of Jumu'ah. It is a sign Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once has well good for us because we have opened up our eyes and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us yet another opportunity to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all those who are suffering the pains and who are going through difficulty to make it easy for them, especially our matriculants. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make their exams a breeze for them Amen. and grant them success after this inshallah ta'ala and in the year after. <clears throat> As we can currently see that you know there are doubts surrounding their future because of the current situation that is happening with the fees must fall issues and other things happening around the world. We have heard there were certain attacks on, on the holy land subhanallah. And I think it is only uh, applicable that we speak about life and the, how Islam actually preserves and protects life. Contrary to popular belief that we have during the uh, via the media, we find that they always portray Islam in a negative way. But for any person who really takes time and is unjust and unbiased and actually study the laws of Islam, is a topic called the Maqasid al-Sharia. I'm sure many of the listeners are aware of the Maqasid al-Sharia, the objectives of the Sharia. Mm-hmm. We find that there are five main rules of the Sharia that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has played. And this is by studying the text and finding out that these are the, there are certain objectives why Allah has made and why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained Islam to be the ultimate and final religion. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ That we've perfected your religion, not only with regards to our worship and the Aisha and respected listeners, but also with regards to our social activities yes. as well. There is like Auntie Aisha has beautifully mentioned, said that there's an opat for everything. So the current thing that we have, situation that we are facing, we find that in Islam there will be that opat that we have. So one of the main rules and objectives of Islam is the preservation of the self. Subhanallah, mm. the protection of the life 
of life, of a person's life. This is why we find people who say that, you know, Islam is a brutal religion, that they want to kill, that there's, a, there's an option that you can kill somebody. And if you kill somebody, you murder somebody, you should be murdered. It might be brutal. But if we think about it, if you know, if I take someone else's life, my life is at risk, are you really going to kill somebody? And look today, subhanAllah, yeah. in, in South Africa we find <laughs> people are dying, being being killed for what? Sometimes for 50 cents, sometimes just because, uh, you know, a mis, um, uh, misidentity. I've had certain cases where I heard that two boys were killed by Allah grant them the Jannah and make easy for their parents. They were sitting in their car and guys came and this took their lives. Yes. But if we know that if I'm going to commit this act of murder, my life will be at risk, my life will be taken, murder will not happen. We will not have murder on the large yeah. scale that we find it today, subhanAllah. So that is one of the objects of the Sharia. And as a, and as a topic has eluded that life, Islam has been there, by, placed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our lives. So that we can walk freely in the road, someone's not going to come and attack us and assault us. It does not work like that. An eye for an eye. You can't even go in the Sharia and smack somebody. You cannot go and abuse somebody. We don't have that capacity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained that for us. Unless, of course, we need to defend ourselves. That's just I'm sure that she would like to. I would love and I should sure. in here. So just just speaking about this, and we're looking at the uh, the Quran being our constitution, and and how we go about it, and we're looking at you know every country having their very own constitution and diverting from either the biblical sources or that of the Quran. So where where are we moving to? Unfortunately. That is exactly, and we ask Allah to grant us that we are all governed by Quran, and this will ultimately and eventually happen, inshallah Taala. To be honest, we are really living in the in the end of times. One of the uh, fourth prophecies of the Prophet mm -hmm. he says that the time will not come unless senseless killings and killings on a large scale will take place. And this is really the case today. And subhanAllah, sometimes we, we turn a blind eye. You know, people are being killed innocently in certain countries. You know, our Palestinian brothers are being massacred. And no one is saying absolutely anything about this. But tomorrow, subhanAllah, someone decides, someone decides to have a terrorist attack uh, and who gets blamed? The Muslims. Muslims. The reality mm -hmm. is like, you know, I, I've read, a, there was a, a few weeks, a few months ago, just to make us understand that we are not terrorists. We need to start, as I've mentioned in the beginning, that the media has portrayed it such that sometimes Muslims start to believe and feel guilty about this. Yes. So the, the, at this restaurant stood, uh, eating pork every day uh, saves you 100% of terrorism. And the Muslim reacted. And they said, why we should react? We should close down, put on Facebook. And I said, but why? If you are guilty, if you are terrorist, you act like that. Yes. That is not if you imagine that Muslims are to think terrorism, then they think it's automatically us. How many vegetarians don't we have that do not eat pork? You don't see them making a, 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 a for lack of a better word, a bohai about it. Yes. But the moment the, the, the slogan was eating pork saves you from terrorism, why did the Muslims react? Because they've already started to believe terrorism is associated with being a Muslim. That's how the media has crept in. They ask me, what should I do? I say, ignore it. I'm not a terrorist. It's like a person coming into a, a office or into a gathering and says, any guilty people here stand up. So if you're guilty, you get up. Yes. If you're not guilty, you said, still, I'm not guilty. So why? It's amazing that when terrorism come up, automatically we think Islam. And it's amazing how the media has already infiltrated our thinking. And as I've mentioned, terror. It said, didn't mention Muslims anti-Aisha, it just said terrorism. 
I'm sure the vegetarians and the Jews who don't eat kosher meal, and there they've exposed us again. You see, they know they are terrorists. I mean, we need to start waking up to these things, inshallah ta'ala. Indeed, so it's all a play on words, unfortunately. And we know that they do anything just to um, uh, kind of, you know, um, uh, provoke. Exactly. And we as Muslims, we should show them, yes, we defend ourselves. There are times that we are going to fight in the path of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when ultimate jihad comes, that is going to happen. But it should be sanctioned and, and the rules and regulations of jihad should be there. We can't just go. We are not allowed. And I hope there are people listening to this, that a Muslim is not allowed to go and just invade a country as is. But subhanallah today, if I can mention this, that the Western world, they declare openly, if this happens, we are going to declare war on a certain country. Let us not leave the Muslim country. They yes. don't even mention any country, anywhere they're going to invade, wherever they've invaded. And they are not called terrorists. Innocent babies, children, mothers are being killed and butchered. But subhanAllah, <laughs> when, when innocent Muslims fight back, one person passes away as collateral, what happens? Muslims are terrorists. They make Islam bad. And Allah and Aisha, it is only because of the fear for Islam. And yeah, I do not mean a fear as we are going to attack them. A fear as in this Islam is spreading growing. so, growing. Yes. Now I've read so many actors have embraced Islam and famous people. And they always accuse Islam of being um, spread by the sword. No one had a gun to this person's head, but subhanAllah, because of the beauty of Islam, those who study Islam, they were realized that Islam is a peaceful religion. Yes, we will attack and we will defend when the need is there. But as Muslims, we should not attack and terrorize and fight with other countries. This is not Islam. Amen. On that note, listeners, we will be going for our break, but we'll be back with an Asiha program with Sheikh Anwar Adamson speaking about Islam and the protection of life. Stay tuned. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a good morning indeed. Jumabar to each and every one of our listeners tuned to 91.3 FM on this third day of Safar 1437 corresponding with the 4th of November with a focus on our Nasikha program and the topic Islam and the protection of life. Shah had mentioned earlier on about jihad and, um, you know, about killings and, um, we all know that nobody wants to kill somebody unless, you know, there, there's, there, there must be a, a real reason. Now we're looking at jihad, Shah, in the time of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and with the spreading of Islam, subhanAllah. When um, Sayyidina Ali was at the battlefield and he was about to, to um, you know, kill this person and he sp- this person spat in his face and he walked away and he was questioned about it. Mm. And he said, if I'm going to kill this person, it's going to be not for the sake of Allah, but for the sake of my honor. And therefore he walked away. So we're looking at, at life and how likely people think and, and, you know, when they take a life of somebody else today. I think absolutely nothing about it. Life has become so cheap. You know, that beautiful statement that Auntie Aisha has mentioned there that Ali walked away. Meaning he didn't want to kill this person out of retaliation, take his life, because if he had killed him, it would have been out of retaliation. Yes. And this is what, not, what Islam is not about. In other hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, one man, he comes, he, he overpowers his enemy, and he, he kills him. But before he kills him, the person said, I believe in Allah, I have to pay the testament, Allah is, there's only one Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, none, whatever, besides Allah, and I believe that Muhammad ﷺ, the Prophet, and he killed him. And Rasulullah became angry at this person. He says, That you killed him after he said, La ilaha illallah. And then he said, But Ya Rasulullah, he only said it because he feared my sword. 
Then the Prophet ﷺ said, Hal an qalbi. Did you open up his chest mm-hmm. and see? He says, he said, Wallahi, the Prophet, you repeated this, you killed him after. He said, La ilaha illallah. And he said, Wallahi, how I wish that I've never embraced Islam until that day. Which means that it, it was not a taste. Rasulullah was not bloodthirsty. If many of us, you know, another issue happening, always happening, they portray the Prophet in a negative, negative way with, a, I don't know, some depict, I've never seen any of the pictures, mm-hmm. depicting Rasulullah in a very ugly manner. I don't know, one few years ago, they had a bomb on his head, whatever the case might be. And again, they, they call the Prophet a terrorist. And the Muslims reacted. But the way we react should also be sanctioned by our deen. That is not the Prophet And as we've mentioned before the break, the only reason they do this is because they fear. And not fear that we are violent people or terrorists. They fear that Islam is eventually going to prevail. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran, وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ That you will be superior, you will be victorious insha'Allah ta'ala. And, the, and those behind, sitting behind the media, they know all these things. That is why they are stirring up so many things to make Islam negative. But yet subhanallah, وَلَوْ كَرِيَ وَاللَّهُ مُتِمُّ نُورِهِ and this is the solace that a Muslim should take. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill his light and his guidance even if the disbelievers detest it. So getting back to the maqasid sharia that the preservation of the life is what the deen is all about. This is why we have that when a person murders another person unlawfully, he should be murdered or Blood money Black should money. be asked. It's not only, again, there's an option. It's not killing straight. It's yes. also there's an option. You can forgive and, and request the blood money, if so be it, if that is the case. But subhanAllah, I would love as Muslims to start becoming vocal, tell and educate that we are not a vile. And we are anti-Aisha. I'm not defending Islam. No, I'm not defending because we do not need to defend anything. I'm not yet on rail to defend what is happening. No, there's no need to defend because this is un-Islamic. Terrorism is not related to Islam. So if a person goes, and even if he is a Muslim and he does that, he harms innocent people, even that, Islam condemns that. It doesn't matter if it is innocent lives. You are not allowed to go and kill innocent people. And many a times they falsely accuse Muslims to be Unfortunately, Sheikh, you mentioned, um, you know, um, the life. Now we're looking at life in in, in general and you're looking at uh, the preservation of somebody's um, property as well, because obviously you need things to get along to 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 live your life. Subhanallah. Um, You know, we're looking at the likes of what is currently happening and we don't have to look even far or deep into history, but looking right now what is happening with the feast must fall, with the destruction that is happening as well. We all know that there are difficult financial difficulty, you know, in, in South Africa with students who wish to pursue their, 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 their education and their careers. But we also know that it's not just you you pass through that phase at the university. Mm. So you come in for, you know, you have an entry for the first year and you exit on the fourth year. So you have been making use of that facility. Um, you've benefited, but it's not yours. And so now before you leave, you want to cause destruction of that facility that should be there to serve a purpose for others to come. Completely and utterly unacceptable, Auntie Aisha, really. Another maqsad of sharia, another objective is the preservation of property. That property, people's property should be at all times be preserved. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his glorious Quran and Rasulullah from his beautiful lips, Mubarak lips, these are what we can gather of the jewels that one of the 
objectives of the Sharia is the preservation of property. That is why we find that when a person steals, we cut off his hands. Not because we are brutal. Please, listeners and Muslims, understand this. Perhaps we don't understand why. It might be harmful and might be distasteful to that person whose hand has been cut off. But look at the bigger picture. Okay. If he knows that when he steals or he the burglary that is happening, subhanallah, people's property is being invaded, being you know broken and stolen and people's rights are being violated. The Sharia is there to protect. We'll rather cut off this one person's hand so that the rest of those um, crooks or the rest of the criminals, they do not follow suit. They will stop. So we will be able to live a safe life. Coming back to the fees must fall. There is absolutely nothing around to protect for your protest for your rights. But this also comes back to corrupt leaders at times. And Islam also is against corruption and against oppression. Oppressed. That Allah subhanahu Allah says that I, Allah, King of all kings, the creator of the heavens and the earth, creator of all mankind, everything belongs to Allah. Allah says about himself, he says that I, Allah, I am not an oppressor of anybody. Who are you and I to be oppressive? So sometimes it stems from the very top where the leaders are also oppressive and corrupt. Now we find the fees must fall issue here. Yes, let us, um, obviously it is a retaliation perhaps because certain individuals has usurped the money of this country and has used it for his personal gains, his personal, and now people are feeling, I want, would love to have a future, I cannot afford the fees, it's extremely expensive. Let us have a protest in an amicable way, but the do not break down and violate people's properties and do not hurt people. This is not Islamic. Have a peaceful march or peaceful protest. Use the Facebook, use the internet, make your your voice heard. But we cannot go and you know abuse and also then we be Wallahi, this is the, the, the funny thing. We go with the righteous court and we end up being the oppressors. The oppressors how? We oppress those matriculants of this year, remember. Yes. They cannot come to university next year. Why? They find that the university now is destroyed. Things are being burnt. They can't enter university because our final year has not written an exam. So now you've become, instead of becoming the good guy, become the criminal. Indeed. You've oppressed others. Indeed. Sheikh, on that note, we can continue after this outbreak. Our listeners, stay tuned. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to Anasiha program of Jumu Mubarak. If you have just tuned in with the clock at 10.57, we have Sheikh Anwar Adamson and we're speaking about Islam and the protection of life. Sheikh, you had mentioned earlier on when I mentioned about the university, which is a phase that we pass through to acquire our qualifications. And here we're looking at how deprived the matriculants of this year might feel for what is happening currently and what the situation is currently like at university level. Before the break, alhamdulillah, we mentioned that they, they had a, a just cause, whatever the case w was, for the fees to be either lowered or be free education. And education is something that is very important. But how can I expect from uh, an uneducated person to expect to understand what education and the value of education is? Education is something that obviously uplifts a community. Indeed. That knowledge, That's and right. we speak about knowledge, we don't speak about Islamic knowledge, only speak about any kind of knowledge. Any educated person obviously knows how to act and it enlightens him and the community when they are educated 
in whatever way we find we have a better progressive community. Indeed. So as I've mentioned, we cannot also expect from an uneducated person that is in charge to understand the, the, the calls and the the pleas of the student who wants an education. But as I've said, the cause might be just, but going out and abusing and violating the property of others, this is really uncalled for in Islam. That as I've mentioned before the break, one of the maqasid, one of the objects of the sharia are the preservation of, of one's property and property of others. Yes. So does that make sense for you to go and abuse? What if they decide we are going to have the fees free, but we are going to spend it now? We have to put up the feet because we have to re- rebuild what you have broken down, subhanAllah. So this is not what Islam has, has sanctioned. This is not the way we should go about uh, wanting our, our demands. We should do this in a, in a peaceful manner. Yes, at times we become emotional, but we should also it should be within the bounds of the of the Sharia. Indeed. We cannot go and abuse. So this is also condemned by Islam. Indeed. Sheikh, one must also take cognizance of the fact that, you know, sometimes, yes, um, uh, the, the cause it's, it's needed um, and what is happening is also needed but you know to uh, there are definitely also third forces you know um, people who wish to vandalize who want to just see things um, you know I'm, I'm not educated I'm, I'm uneducated but I'm going to be uh, you know with this uh, team just to, to destroy with well, personal agendas he's also is to destroy on the bandwagon. Yes. you know then same thing with coming back to the terrorism issue yes now any person any Tom Dick and Harry goes puts on a, a scarf or puts on a, has a beard for, for argument say he goes into a into a, a school and kills innocent people who's going to get the blame because no. they've already set the ball in motion the muslims are going to get the blame we, we've heard that a, a man has gone into a krish or into a, a primary school and just started killing people but was that headline news no that guy wasn't a terrorist but the, mo- the, mo- the, the moment a muslim retaliates defends his property defends his family you look at, the, at, at our rules within the government. We find that if we find a criminal, a burglar on our property, we are not allowed to shoot this person. We are not allowed to, to defend our property. What kind of rule is that? He murders perhaps your family. And I've heard cases where the, the bird gets out of hand, where the burglar or the mugger actually kills a family member. And you have to stand there. And do absolutely nothing. In this case, we are absolutely justified, whether you are Muslim or not, to go and defend yourself. The moment you retaliate, what happens? We find you will be on death row tomorrow. You will be in court and you will be in, in court for murder. Subhanallah. You know, this is because you are not ruling by the rule of Sharia. Any sane person, anyone who wants peace, everybody wants to be the, the noble uh, winner of peace the, he wants the Nobel Prize of peace the West is saying that they want peace they don't want peace if you want peace go and read the books of Islam and find what true peace is what a beautiful harmonious living in the dunya in this earth would be like subhanallah mm-hmm. where we can walk free and Aisha mentioned during the break the Middle East how peaceful is it to live in the Middle East Indeed. Pe- whatever our, our issues are with the Middle East Two o'clock, three o'clock at night, you can walk, you can leave your doors open. Why is this? Because to a certain extent, they're being sanctioned by the Sharia, that we are not going to allow murders and rape and murder and all these things are on a low, very, very low level. We also have to condemn the attacks on the Holy Land, subhanAllah. This is something that we cannot also overlook, that even if we feel 
we feel our personal view that we disagree with the Saudi government. We, they are corrupt. The, the Saudi, the, hypothetically, we disagree with them. But does that give us a right? They are still Muslim. Does that give us a right to attack their country, to attack the Holy Lands, bearing in mind that there are innocent people going for Umrah, people going for Hajj, making tawaf of the Kaaba, and subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns in the Quran, وَمَنْ قَتَلَ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا And whosoever kills a believer intentionally, فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمُ Allah gives five things. جَزَاؤُهُ is, is, is reward will be جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا Forever in it. وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ And the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon this person. وَلَا عَنَا and the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَأَعَدَّ لَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepares for him a great torment A great punishment in the year of for killing a Muslim Getting back to our local communities and the Aisha And respected listeners Wallahi I hope that we are listening Shukran And we are listening That look in our communities at Hanover Park, Mannenberg And all this uh, I believe in um, what's this area uh, Retreat yes. The killings we find in opposite gangs and we need to take cognizance of this that we have a Muslim brother in a certain gang and our fellow Muslim is in the opposite gang. We go and kill that Muslim. We do not even rely in the name of the gang because we want to be macho. This is the warning for even those gangsters. Whoever kills a Muslim, if he says the kalima, whether he is the worst Muslim, he's not a practicing Muslim, but he bears the kalima in his heart, respect us, listen, let us discourage us, let us stand together as a community and speak to these people. It is insane. One Muslim, just because he is a certain gang member and the other person is the next gang member, he goes and kills that man, his Muslim brother on the opposite gang. Wallahi, you're killing me on purpose. Your about Allah says, you will be in Jahannam forever. Forever. Obviously, if you make Tawbah, it's a different mm. story. And Allah's curse, Allah's anger, and the great punishment, I would think twice to shoot another Muslim, subhanAllah. Rather walk away. But this all plays a major role in understanding what Islam is all about, Auntie Aisha. Indeed. If only we, we took some time out to read about Islam. Indeed. Sheikh Ali, you mentioned about, um, you know, um, oppresses um, leaders oppressing uh, you know your, your community or your people and indeed the Quran speaks about that as well but there are means and ways that the Quran also prescribes on how to um, to tackle that for Auntie, that matter. Auntie Aisha beautiful that's why I love being on, on air with Auntie Aisha because Aisha so remind me of certain things if your Muslim brother for example is a certain regime a certain government that you disagree with the hadith says that assist your brother, come to his aid, whether he is the mazloom, the ones being oppressed, or valiman, or the oppressor. So the compassion says, Ya Rasulallah, O Messenger of Allah, we understand that when he is oppressed, why we should help him? But how can we assist him when he is the, when he is the oppressor? What does Rasulullah says? Stop him from his oppression. And we can stop our leaders from, our, from having oppression. We can write to our government, stop oppressing the communities, stop usurping funds, or to whatever regime or country or government. Alhamdulillah, we live in a time that we can actually voice our opinion. We have the social media. We have certain bodies here in South Africa that we can actually speak and say that we disagree with this. We disagree with your policies. We disagree with the oppression. If it is Muslim, you assist him by telling him the wrong that he is doing. But we have no right to go and bomb and hurt and send missile and do these things to, 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 to anybody for that matter. 
Um, you know, we're looking locally at what is happening as well. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's great that we, we speak about Islam and its history, but also how we can. And I think many a times, because we're in the minority, we always think that we cannot make that difference. Subhanallah. But when we have what we, you know, when we have deen and, and we have the know-how of how to do it, though we're in the minority, we should also take our stance and say, we want to assist in this or that way. Each one of us has the ability to make a difference. If you've made a difference in one person's life, made a change in his life, make him understand the true true understanding of Islam that you've made a difference. Alhamdulillah, we have Facebook, we have the media, we have Twitter, we have all these things. Let us use it correct and and, and constructively. Just a point on that. You know, if people are going to send a WhatsApp message, a point of note. The best speech that which is to the point and short. People sometimes send too long, long messages. And I should ask a personal question. If you get a WhatsApp broadcast and you have to scroll up, are you going to continue reading it? It's too long. It's too long. <laughs> so if you want to make a difference, send a small hadith or small idea. But getting back to Aunt Aisha's statement saying there that we, we might feel we are a minority. Allah says, Come min fi'atin. How many times do you not find that a small community, a small number has overpowered a large number with the permission of Allah. So when we do something, we want to make that change, always know that we are only going to achieve it with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah ends off the verse by saying, Wallahu. And it's so apt Allah ends over this verse that Allah is with those who are patient And this is something that we lack in our, in our propagation In our da'wah, patience We want to tell this man today Make salah and we expect him to be fajr Tomorrow in the masjid With hudu bi ta'ajjud Allah all at once Allah, patience We have to have patience also in uh, Having, uh, in making propagation of Islam So yes, we might think we're a minority And subhanallah, look for 1,400 years, a minority in a little little community of Makkah, look where Islam has spread over a thousand years, subhanAllah. How can we have thought that a few Muslims, and we know they were like in the beginning, like two, three, you know, five, ten, if they had negative thoughts, if Rasulullah had negative thoughts, I'm on it's only me and Abu Bakr and my wife and Ali and Uthman, it's only the four of us, uh, this is a daunting thing. Would we have been where we are today? So a Muslim's mindset, his brain, his intellect is strong. A Muslim, Allah has already imbued at a Muslim that is always positive. Why are we positive? Because we always have Allah on our side. <laughs> so when things are happening at Hashem, I have to cut okay. Hashem's word. Things are happening. It's, 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 it's bringing tears to the eyes. What is happening to our brothers all over the world. But as Muslims, we make our voices heard and also we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to leave us in the lurch. Subhanallah. Sheikh, we have some WhatsApp messages that says, Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Subhanallah. We speak about government depressing the communities. What about the husband that depresses the wife and the families? And then we have Shukran for that comment. And then one that says, Jumu Mubarak, um, who is conducting the Friday Nasiha, just for our listeners, um, um, say this is Sheikh Anwar Adamson, and we're speaking about Islam and the protection of life. On that note, we go for ads. Stay tuned. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape.
Assalamu alaikum and indeed a boom. Welcome to our Friday Nasiha program, Juma Mubarak, on this beautiful third of Safar, 1437. Shahanwa Adamson speaking about Islam and the protection of one's life and, you know, taking us back into history and also, um, you know, coming back and we're looking at um, the sunnah of how things have been done in the time of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, to rectify things, how to go about it, what to do. Um, and I think, you know, we, we, we speak about this long WhatsApp messages, but I think people just don't seem to have the time, Sheikh, to write and to complain and to unite when doing those things. But Aisha, there are certain channels that can be taken. Alhamdulillah, we're in a democracy of a country. We can send letters to the mayor as if we stand together as a community. We can make that difference, whatever the community is. But the problem sometimes we have is that um, why we cannot uh, uproot gangsterism and, and, and eradicate it? Because sometimes we have individuals, parents or brothers defending the gangsters. Right? When people come to the homes and our son is guilty of stealing something or doing whatever they are, have been doing, and then we say that he's not here, we defend that, not realizing that we are standing in the way of justice. What did the Prophet ﷺ tell us with regards to Fatima? Yeah. He said that if Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad, should steal, I would personally cut off her hands. The daughter, the beloved daughter, he loved her so much. So now sometimes we find that why can't we eradicate drugs and gangsterism? Because as a community, we do not stand together. We still have parents defending the wrong. And that Rasulullah says, We should also, we should assist um, a Muslim when he is the oppressor. How do we assist? By not standing in the way of justice and making sure justice prevails, subhanAllah. Whoever sees the hadith, whoever sees an injustice or something wrong, he should change it with his hand. And yeah, we do not mean with his hand that you must go and fight. It means if you have a pen and a paper, you're in front, you're in front of a, a computer, you write a nice letter, get someone to worry for you, you write it, you change it with your hand, you continuously send letters to the government and complain about that which is we are unhappy about. Let's speak about service, subhanAllah, mm. in South Africa or in Cape Town, wherever we are. If we have some, we have been, you know, a service, that, you know, if you have been injustice with regards to a service, you've been oppressed, someone has conned you, you have all the right to complain. But what do we do? We leave it. So that per, a particular company gets away with it scot-free. There is various ways and means to complain. Subhanallah, we should start to use the technology that we have, the technology that we have, yes. and use it to our benefit instead of sending long WhatsApp messages that we are not going to read extremely long and complaining to let us make sure that look how quickly this this, 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 this let's look at, the, at, at what has happened now two days ago the, the government uh, under scrutiny how quick that that document has gone viral quickly i mean it's it's Technology. accessible to everybody <laughs> yes. so if you one complaint that you think might not make a difference put it up on the website put it up on facebook and someone will read and it will catch on things spread fast a difference can be made if communities stand together I don't we must overthrow the government we can make a change within our community subhanallah okay. perhaps he's not aware of the oppression perhaps he thinks it's okay to usurp funds that belongs to the people of this country he perhaps is ignorant of the fact but we can also assist him by educating him that this is how we can perhaps spend the funds more wisely
Amen, inshallah. Um, Sheikh Andetna, this one says, um, Assalamu alaikum, Juma Mubarak to Sheikh Anwar Adamson. May Allah subhanahu wa Sheikh Anwar for many more years to serve the Muslim community and comes from Sulaiman. Mm-hmm. And um, then somebody says that's food for thought as well. So alhamdulillah. And I think, you know, when we speak about these topics, one that says, um, Assalamu alaikum, all on board, I have a question of the, on, of the topic, but can man talk to the dead in karamats and can they interpret dreams and is there a thing of mantra in the Quran and Sunnah? Um, yes, and that is a Jumma Mubarak to all as well. That is just a question that, that came by. I'm not sure if we're going to answer that one or we'll stick to the topic for, for now, inshallah. To answer the question, but I think there's a Q&A for that section to, to answer. Most, question, most definitely, inshallah. But shukran so much for your question there as well. Just coming back, and I think, you know, the youth, and we're looking at Friday, and we, we listen to Surah Kaf every single Friday, subhanAllah, and we learn about the importance of those youth. Of, of then and we still read about those youth and uh, you know for our youth to take lesson of those youth this, uh, Auntie, Auntie Aisha subhanahu bring up the youth you know later shabab yaudu yawman how we and Aisha and I and everybody else you know of, of age that uh, <laughs> don't speak for me speak for yourself <laughs> I'm thinking of myself I'm thinking of myself of age I feel like I'm age and how do we wish the poet says that the poet the poem lady how we wish that the youth can, can, can be returned to us one day so we can speak about what the old age has done to us yeah. subhanallah you know the youth if, if their parents listening and youngsters you know this is the best time of your life you are young you are vibrant you have the opportunity to mold your future in whichever way you want alhamdulillah you know uh, uh, post apartheid you know the, the people of uh, i haven't experienced apartheid like they were not given much opportunity but you have all the opportunity you can reach for the stars alhamdulillah no matter from what denomination you find yourself from so as the youth we we are proud of you and we we hope and we aspire that you are going to take this country forward inshallah ta'ala that you have all this technology and the it's amazing how the youth knows how to do certain things they are well you know equipped you know before apart people had, had danced things a certain way but now alhamdulillah there are channels that we can follow we can speak up we can make up so our youth we, we hope for them all the best inshallah ta'ala and as Aisha has mentioned this youth of ashabul kaf those pious youth Looking at the Prophet wasalam, the, the small uh, Abdullah ibn Umar and Abdullah ibn Abbas, they used to come when the Prophet wasalam, was, was gathering the army and and and, and 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 preparing them for war. This little youth would come with their swords, dragging their swords, barely keeping the sword up, and they would want to go for jihad. Look at those youth, you know, brave youth. We are really in need of courageous and brave 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 youth inshallah in this day and age that we can speak up and can you know because if you look at the youth they will eventually be the future of tomorrow future leaders and they should take note of what's currently happen, happening that they make a change they say that if you want to make a change you be the change that you want to see you be the change we cannot go out and change people so you but internally if each and every person and this is we i would inshallah leave some food for thought that we're always complaining about change but if we each and every person thinks that let me be the change that i would like to see 
and automatically each and every person changes, the entire community will change. Um, Sheikh, on that note, we're going to go for ads just after this. I uh, just want to read this message that says, I was stuck in the Golden Acre building while students tried to access, and it was crazy. Um, and then she says she sent a message, but we'll check where that message is, inshallah. Another comment that says, um, subhanallah. So, um, indeed, uh, you know, listeners tuned in this morning and listening attentively. And I think, you know, trying to be part of that change, as you've mentioned, so aptly, alhamdulillah, for all of us to be a part of that. So let's go for ads, and when we come back, we will be in our final segment of our Nasiha program. Stay tuned. Friday Nasiha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha program, our final segment with Sheikh Anwar Adamson, teacher at the Institute of um, Arabic. Alhamdulillah. So Sheikh has um, been speaking about the preservation of um, life in Islam, subhanAllah. There's one that says, Salam Sheikh, remind, um, okay. Uh, Okay, we, we, we will be, um, spe- we will be speaking about this, um, a little bit further, inshallah, in our concluding statements with Sheikh, and especially how our youth can become more involved as well when it comes to making changes and, you know, without destruction. And I think this is what we as parents, you know, are longing for when it comes to our youth. And Sheikh had mentioned earlier on about being oppressed and the oppressor to write to them. But our youngsters, I, I think, um, Sheikh Susalasiyah, so heated out because mm. they want to achieve this fees must fall. They want to achieve things in life, subhanAllah. And if there's no proper guidance, unfortunately, um, you know, then, then what is going to happen to our, uh, to our matriculants next year? As we have seen, again, getting back to the topic that uh, the, the fees must fall. People, people has, has gotten injured, has gotten hurt. Even yes. fellow students gotten hurt. And as I've mentioned in the very beginning, I think it's the last segment to repeat, that we spoke about life in Islam, that this is not the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not decree that Islam should be a religion where people's lives are being inju- hurt, uh, injured or taken for that matter, or their property even being vandalized. So if we look at Islam as a holistic approach, Islam is really a religion for all times, all cultures, all races, and Islam can stand the test of time and deal with all issues that we are currently facing with, whatever those issues are. But as it is said that Subhanallah, اليوم أكملت لكم to bring come back to that. وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ That today I've perfected your religion and we know this, this has been said on the day of Arafah وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي And I've completed my favor upon you وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ And I've chosen the religion of Islam for all of you and as Muslims here yeah, we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting us and decreeing that we are amongst the ummah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we are Muslim a great favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us without us even asking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None of us has got, has woken up or has been born in this world and actually asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us to, to be Muslim. And this is a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now it is up to us to implement the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to study the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, go back to the beautiful teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and understand that where and why Islam has been sent to this world. 
Subhanallah. On that note, while Shah is taking a breather, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Alhamdulillah, beautiful program. Shah's grandparents and parents must be very proud of Shah. I saw Shah growing up, Alhamdulillah, and I just, I'm just as proud of him. Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah. That is, that is a beautiful message there. And then, Maaf, well, the Juma will be in Salon Bosch, inshallah. And I'm um, sure, you know, just in conclusion, and I think um, to give our youth that extra boost, perhaps, um, you know, and, 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 and to tell them that they are not alone and that they indeed will achieve. And, and a key um, aspect that you've mentioned earlier, Sheikh, was to sabr. Sabr, definitely. Although we are currently seeing the situation, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make things easy for our youth locally and globally and for all the Muslims abroad and even locally. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do, still do not become despondent on what is happening right in front of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all aware and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there to assist the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, we might find ourselves, we might be panicking and thinking, what am I going to do next year? We continue to make dua for you and you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make things easy. Perhaps this might be on the flip side that you appreciate when you get into university and then you make the best of your studies. Instead of going to university half-heartedly, just going, not going, but now you appreciate. So it is said that a ni'mat with a fuqidat urifat. A blessing, when it is taken away, we appreciate it. You know, going to university might have been an easy process. And, and we just go and do it. But now we need to understand that, yes, subhanAllah, things are at risk. And when you do get into university, I am sure each one of those youth who gets in, inshallah, we ask Allah to grant all of them success to Amen. get in, they will make the best of their studies, Sheikh, indeed, it, I think it's a privilege for those who are currently at university and those who will be getting into university, mm. because if you're looking at the numbers that matriculate, and only a percentage of those can actually go and study um, to further the education, so then it is indeed a privilege, and I think, you know, if, if only those students um, currently um, can, can look at that, pur- uh, at that privilege that they are, um, are experiencing as well. Definitely. Look back at if you are on university, alhamdulillah, your second, third year, first year, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make the most of it. You know, study hard, matriculants. Mm-hmm. And when you get into university, those who are on university and wants to get into university, please do your best. Mm-hmm. Reach for the stars. And Islam encourages us to be perfectionists. Let us not try and aim for 80%. Let us try and aim for 95%, inshallah mm-hmm. ta'ala. And perhaps we'll come with 94%. Amen. Ta'ala. 94%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sheikh, yes, uh, um, uh, this one says, Ashur Can the respected alim please explain what the reward is for the youth studying deen? For not, the youth studying deen. Not only deen. for the youth, there's great rewards for each and every person who studies deen. So we cannot exclude, uh, obviously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us about our youth. Now imagine you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and can proudly say, Ya Allah, during my youth, I have studied the deen of Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, May yuridillah bi khayran yufaqihu fi deen. And also, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for him in this world and the year after, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this Whoever means youth and, and non-youth alike, whoever Allah wants good for this person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will success for him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him the understanding of the religion. 
And that's a beautiful thing that the person has mentioned. Before we go to university, inshallah ta'ala, as parents, let's make sure that we've inculcated and educated our children before going to university with the Islamic values and their background to Islam. So they do not lose their identity. And this Amen. is a serious problem that also happens on the university. You know, we are exposed to different ideologies, different thoughts, different theories. So if the child is not educated enough in his Islamic education, sometimes we run into various trials and tribulations and certain fitness. That, that that affects the child's iman. So also getting into university, all the best with that, inshallah. Mm-hmm. But before they get there, let us make sure that they still have the Islamic identity. Be the light. Amen, inshallah. On that beautiful note, we're going to take leave from Sheikh for now. All the success, Sheikh, and shukran so much. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa